Hello, football fans, and welcome to our weekly Monday edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alex, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you don't know who will appear, what the topic will be, or what kind of the conversation will we do. But uh, I hope you li- I hope you like, share, subscribe, and uh, tell your peeps about it because uh, it promises to be another interesting episode. Also, check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So please download the podcast there. So back for his weekly Monday segment is uh, Alex. So Alex, uh, are you mentally and physically uh, recovered from yesterday? Oh boy. Uh... No, I don't know. Being a Dolphins fan, Dylan, you're never mentally or physically recovered or prepared for what's going to come each week. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what team's going to show up. You never know what kind of game you're going to see. And uh, so no is the answer to your question, but uh, I don't think I ever will be. Yeah, let's just say uh, let's just say the Dolphins and Raiders. Uh, the old saying is, "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas," and the Dolphins and Raiders play interesting games, and we'll talk about that crazy game in just a little while. But uh, to me, there were big three big storylines with yesterday. Can you guess all three of them? I believe I can. Uh, you know, how about Justin Herbert and those bolts? I mean. <laughs> You, everyone in the, everyone who follows football knows that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, at least at this point in time, when you play the Chiefs, you expect to be playing a good football team. And uh, they are a good football team. They've got some good players, but, you know, they're one and two right now, and the, uh, and the L.A. Chargers are looking down at them in the AFC West. So uh, props to Justin Herbert and the Chargers boys, you know, they uh, – they're trying to take that division from Kansas City. And uh, at this point in the season, it looks like they might have the, the uh, power to do it. I mean, I knew, yes, I knew that game could have been high scoring. I mean, a lot of people like Kansas City, especially, come, but Justin Herbert is not a good quarterback anymore. He's a great quarterback. I mean, I mean, he outplayed. I mean, some of those throws he made to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams were unbelievable. I'm not even sure Mahomes could have made some of those throws. I mean, those throws were unbelievable. And in a game with arguably the best quarterback in football, Patton Mahomes, Justin Justin Herbert outplayed him. Simple as that. Simple as that. Mahomes made a couple bad throws. I mean, that last interception was awful. Yeah. I mean, I know. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, Justin Herbert, for how bad he pissed off everybody in week two, was fantastic yesterday. I mean, 26 38, 281, four touchdowns. And guess what? No interceptions. Yeah, I mean that's that's the exact kind of stat line you're looking for when you're playing against the Kansas City. I mean, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, like you said, 26 of 38. You're taking care of the football. You're completing your passes, whether it's down the field, whether it's the middle of the field, whether it's uh, uh, underneath. You're, you're you're taking care of the football. You're getting the ball to your guys. And those four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, you don't beat the Chiefs when you turn the ball over. You don't beat the Chiefs when you're throwing interceptions. When you're fumbling the ball. You beat the Chiefs when you play smart, safe, not necessarily safe, but clean football. That's exactly what the that's exactly what the LA Chargers did yesterday. You know, like you said, I mean, Herbert, he, 
during that game, I mean, does he look better? Did he look better than Mahomes? I mean, in that game, yes, yeah, absolutely he did. I mean, and I mean, just looking at the stats alone, Mahomes, 27 44, 263 touchdowns and two picks. I mean, it turnovers change games. And if and if your quarterback can uh, take care of the football and not give it to the other team, you got a good chance to win the game. That's exactly what they did. By the way, how many turnovers did the Chiefs commit? How many did the Chargers commit? Uh, throughout the whole game, let me think back. Uh, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to look it up. Uh, four turnovers for Kansas City, zero for the Chargers. I mean, I don't care. I don't care if you got Pat Mahomes. You're not winning. You're not winning committing full tournaments. Andy Reid's going to look at those for full tournaments if he's out of the hospital. Hopefully he's yeah. okay after what happened mm-hmm. yesterday. Absolutely. But, uh, He's going to look at those four, four tournaments and think, gosh, well, I'm like, I don't remember Mahomes throwing September interceptions, but he's thrown three in the last couple of weeks. I know. And I mean, at the end of the day, the fact that the turnover margin was four to nothing and the Chiefs only lost by six is honestly surprise. I mean, that's that's a credit to Kansas City for not losing by more. I mean, you turn over the ball four four times more than the other team and you lose by less than a touch or you lose by a touchdown. I mean, you, you can't expect to win football games when you turn the ball over four times and the other team's not doing it once. And, and, and the fact that they only lost by six is, is a surprise to me there. Now, yeah, part of that might have been Brandon Staley's aggressive coaching, like throwing the ball like on every, on every down you're not supposed to be doing it. But, uh, hey, he got the dub yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, How about Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was I was gonna I think lead right into where you were saying. How about uh the the highs and lows of kickers yesterday? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, kickers. No, wait I minute. thought wait a minute, I thought we were talking about a 66. Wait, you mean history or history? History. I mean, on one end of the spectrum, you've got a very a, a, a would-be record record-breaking field goal that quite didn't pan out which i'm sure you'll love to talk about that one so i'll leave you to that one but on the other side of the coin you got another would-be record-breaking field goal doinking and doinking itself in i mean how about justin tucker 66 yards almost as much offense as the chicago bears had in the entire football game (laughs) and off the crossbar and in i mean it seems like it's a cristiano ronaldo free kick or something dinging in off the bar but Credit to Justin Tucker, credit to uh, Baltimore, and commiserations to the Detroit Lions because, you know, being a Dolphins fan has been hard. Being a Dolphins fan has been rough. But I am not a Detroit Lions fan, and I can be thankful for that because the amount of just it's, – and it's – they have not been a good franchise. They are, everyone knows that the Lions, throughout the history of their franchise – have not been a good franchise. However, what, have they been bad? Yes. Have they been extremely unlucky? Yes. <laughs> because the amount of times that I see the Detroit Lions on the wrong end of a fluke, if you want to call it, not, not that wasn't necessarily a fluke. It's Justin Tucker, but just some weird ways to lose a football game. And yesterday, I mean, it was a great game. I mean, props to Detroit, props to Dan Campbell. But, you know, I mean – Justin Tucker, 66, you know, you know, he's got it in him and he proved it yesterday. I will say this. Uh, they should think the uh, 
Ravens should uh, give their game checks to the referees for not spotting that delay of game penalty. But but uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, uh, we we talked enough about referees last week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not waving the flag. I mean, that's just one. I mean, on a 66 yard, I'm like how I'm like. I, I can't do anything about it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and plus, it's not like Justin Tucker's kicking in Denver with a 20 mile an hour tailwind. He's kicking yeah. indoors. Not sure it's kicking a bit easier than kicking in Heinz Field. Right. But a 66 yarder doinked off the upright. And then not only that, but he won the game with that kick. I know. Unbelievable. I mean, and I'm so happy it happened too, because I've, you know, growing up a soccer player, kick, I've always had a uh, affirmation towards kickers, you know, and that 63 yards, it seemed like it's been stuck for quite a, well, 64 now. It, yeah, Prater. 64, yeah, Prater. I mean, it was 63 for a while, and then Prater finally broke it to 64, and it had been 64 for quite a bit too. So it's nice to see, I mean, who knows, maybe a 70-yarder. Maybe who's got Who's got a 70-yarder in him? Justin Tucker could kick a 70 order in Denver this week. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Break, break his own break his own record. So and uh that wasn't the only piece of kicking history yesterday. How about my guy Jamal Agnew times two taking one to the house? Tied the tied the NFL record for longest return or longest touchdown, right? Uh, 109 yards. That gum you Antonio Camardi running back 109 yards. <laughs> Or Devin Hester and Tony Camardi. I'm like, why do we need like? Why can't we have like 110 yards? I'm like, it's 109 point. Yeah, it's 109. Can't get any longer than that. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, did you see? Uh, by the way, uh, Alex, uh, there's one team with. Uh, would you agree with me in saying this? The LA Rams are the best team in the National Football League right now. I would absolutely agree with you. You know, we uh, I, I'm not sure if we had this on uh, on on the podcast or not, but you and I did have our preseason Super Bowl p- predictions. I would like to uh, clap myself on the back a little bit. I did have LA the LA Rams coming out of the West or the the West the NFC, but um, you know, there I mean, both sides of the football. Sean McVay, you know, Matthew Stafford. It's it seems like they're po- Cooper Cup. You can't leave Cooper Cup out. I mean, it's just been. He's been one of the best receivers. He's been probably the best receiver in the NFL this year, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. I mean, offense, defense, across the board, coaching. I, I don't, I don't see a team that that beats them when they've got a Super Bowl on the line. I mean, as long as they stay healthy, as long as they keep this this pace going, I mean, they're they're the team to beat in the NFL, and I don't think there's any question about it. By the way, I look at a couple of stats in that game. You know how many penalties the Rams committed yesterday? Uh, I think you're you're about to tell me. One, unbelievable. I'm just saying one penalty, one penalty for four yards. And but and then secondly, LA ten at the LA went ten and fifteen on third down, yeah. and Stafford threw, and LA averaged eight and a half yards for play. Uh, nobody, nobody's beating LA with that efficiency. Not at all. Not so, a single, not a single turnover in the game. You know, obviously you want to, you want to have a takeaway for your defense, but if you're not turning it over, if you're not turning it over yourself, you know, I mean, that's a clean football game on, on both sides of the ball. And, and 
credit to McVay and uh, credit for Stafford for taking down Brady and the Bucks. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like they were playing. I mean, they looked really good yesterday, but it's not like they were playing. You know, a, a middle a middle of the road team. Uh, I mean, you, you're going up against the goat. Like, uh, it hurts me every time I say it, but you're going up against the goat. You're going up against the Super Bowl champions. You're two and zero. You're looking. They're two and zero. You're looking to see who 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 wants that uh hundred percent win rate uh the most. And uh, credit to the Rams for for getting it done. Yeah, the Ram. Yeah, the Rams played at a penthouse and looked like and looked like a penthouse team. And then uh, and then uh, my fourth big story from yesterday. Uh, I hate to say it, I. The Cincinnati Bengals look really good now, too. Big Ben's not exactly a young pup anymore, but the Bengals looked really good yesterday. Yeah, man. I mean, you look at you look at a game where uh, T. Higgins, one of their most uh, athletic receivers, is, is out for the game, and you know, you just know Jamar Chase and uh and Tyler Boyd you know they're gonna step up and obviously Jamar Chase I mean what a day for him two touchdowns on the day catch catch of passes from his college quarterback you know that chemistry strong and it, and it looked strong yesterday but Cincinnati you know I, they've always had some good players it just seems like they can never really put the pieces together maybe this is maybe this is the year I mean if if Burrow can stay healthy and he can play like he did yesterday I don't see why why they're not uh, contending for that division. I mean, Pittsburgh obviously, you know, they uh, had a great start to the season last year and, and completely fell apart at the end of the season. So you know that they're not consistency isn't quite uh, expected out of the Steelers. I would say this year, you know, Big Ben's getting older; he's a little banged up. I mean, he, it seems like he's been banged up for the last five years. But you know, I mean, now is the time for Cincinnati to take advantage of this situation because. The Steelers are here, but they're on the decline. The Bengals are here, but they're on the incline. And it's it seems like everything is set up for them to try and take – at least take over for Pittsburgh. You know, obviously Baltimore and the Browns are, are – it's it's strong division. But, you know, I mean, you beat, you beat your in-division rivals. I mean, the Steelers have had the Bengals number for years and years and years and years. And to be able to beat your uh, – your in-division rivals, you both are sitting at one and one. I mean, that's a big game. That's a that's a big football game uh, as far as the uh, as far as the AFC North uh, sits. And and credit to Cincinnati and Joe Burrow for uh, for taking advantage of the opportunity and going two and one and sending their uh, division rivals down to one and two. And who predicted? And who predicted that the Bengals would beat Pittsburgh? I believe that was you. Yes, finally got one right this year. You were also very confident. Uh, I'll get into that later. But um, what? What are you talking about? Well, we'll get to it later because that's uh, we got some somewhere to go before that. But you, you know, I, I, I mean, anything else you want to talk about with with the Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game? You may proceed. All right. Well, um, you know, let's just say, Dylan. <laughs> If, if if we ended the game at halftime, you would have beaten Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. That's exciting, right? You can hold your hat on that. However, we do not end the games at halftime, and Kyler Murray did not want to get beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars and proceeded to end up putting up a 31-19 win. 
I'm sorry, Dylan. I know you probably didn't have the highest expectations going into that game yesterday. A little bit of hope there in the first half, but what's your overall assessment of that game? Man, the Jaguars are the best – could be the best first-half team in football. <laughs> Only one problem. They don't play one half of football. They play two. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot like last week, the Jaguars played really well that first half. They didn't, they didn't let – they didn't really let Kyler get get going, move the – but the problem was Jacksonville could not move the ball in the second half. I mean, you, you've got to keep – you've got to keep scoring with Kyler on the field. And, sure, the kick six was nice. I mean, the, I mean, scoring early in the second half got the Jacks going. Then all of a sudden the wheels fell off the bus. Yeah. And you know what happens when you don't score and Kyler Murray's got the ball? He's scoring. He's scoring. I know. You know, I, and my favorite game of last season was the Miami Dolphins-Arizona Cardinals game. And that's it. And we did exactly what you guys tried to do, whereas, like, you, like I mean, you, you, you nailed it on the head. you got to keep up with them because they're too – Kyler Murray is too good of a quarterback. He's got too many weapons. And they've got a solid defense, too. So – I mean, you've got to be able to match them. And if, if you start slipping behind the eight ball, you're, you're, there's no catching up to that offense. There's no catching up to that team. I mean, time of possession was relatively close. I mean, they had five minutes. They had five minutes of extra ball than you guys. But, you know, I mean, it's 31-19 is kind of an ugly score. But I think I think you've got to be able to at least hold your hat a little bit on the on the fact that you stuck with them for a half. It, you had you had some opportunities in opportunities in the game, but I mean I think I think we uh, it was pretty much one of the locks of the week that Arizona was going to take that win. I mean the uh, pick six pick six at the end of the third quarter didn't help matters. I mean as soon as Byron Murphy caught it, I'm like oh gosh pick six. I'm like a pick six in the first half and now a pick six in the third quarter. Now what? Yeah, that's definitely. I mean you know you've got and that's the thing is you you've got. I mean, how? What better way to end a half than to re- than to return a ki- a field goal for a touchdown? I mean, the amount of hype that must have been in that Jaguars locker room at halftime. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall because I mean, if you go and you uh, you walk into the locker room, you're probably sprinting in the locker room after a play like that. I mean, you've got to you've got to be able to use that 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 emotion, use that energy, use that use that momentum, and carry it into the second half. And and having having a pick six in that third quarter, I mean, that's that that will if there's a way to kill the the momentum that you guys had throwing a pick six is probably going to be the way to do it. But um, and I know what you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me, oh, Trevor Lawrence is bad. You're going to tell me Trevor Lawrence is bad. By the way, you know who else threw? At least two interceptions in their first three NFL games: Troy Aikman and Peyton Manning. Yeah, and and I'm just saying, wait a minute. Troy Aikman won three Super Bowl rings. Peyton Manning won two Super Bowl rings and is in the GOAT category. Yeah, Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. I think that's how you got to say with that one. But you know, yeah, I I'm not I'm. I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I obviously you hope he looks a little bit better at the start, but I mean, he's a rookie. Obviously rookies are going to be, they need some time. They need, 
you, the team needs some time to, to learn him. I mean, it's not only it's not only the rookie quarterback learning the team. The team has has to have some time to learn him, learn his play style, learn learn his leadership styles, learn learn his even just the simplest throwing styles. I mean, obviously you've got camp and preseason and stuff, but as far as real football action goes. I mean, there's I'm sure there's countless players in the NFL who, who play, play different than you practice. You hope they don't because you hope they play as hard as, as uh, you, they practice as hard as they do on Sundays. But, you know, it's just not it's not natural for some guys. So seeing how seeing how those how those rookies react to real in-game situations, a regular season game where it counts. You know, you got to learn that and you got to you got to see how they react under that. So obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence has got the skill set to be successful in the NFL. I think everyone knows that. Is he in the best situation? You know, he's in a situation where there, there's some good talent there. A couple pieces you got to fill, obviously, but, um, you know, there's potential there. It's just a matter of, of getting the pieces, learning the team, the team learning him, and just putting it all together. And that doesn't happen in three weeks. That probably doesn't happen in four weeks. Probably doesn't happen in five weeks. But, you know, you've got a quarterback who's got the skill set. He's got the talent. And it's just a matter of putting the pieces together around him and building a good football team. And I think Jacksonville is the opportunity to do that. It's just a matter of uh, what, what the ownership does, what the general management does, and how Urban, how Urban Meyer um, decides to, uh, to run that program and, uh, and, and how well he coaches them. But I don't think you've got too much to be worried about. I think you, I think you are well aware, as well as most people are, that Jacksonville probably isn't going to do much this year. And honestly, I mean – you, 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 you want him, you want Trevor Lawrence to win football games. So it's not, it's not a tank situation. It's not, it's, you don't want to lose every game this season because that's not what, and, and the situation, there's plenty of teams who are in, who can be in tank situations. I mean, I think the jets can be in a tank situation, I think, but when, when you've got, when you've uh, maybe not even because of Trevor, uh, because of Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson, the answer. I don't think Zach Wilson has the skill set that Trevor Lawrence does. I don't think skills, uh, Zach Wilson has the potential that Trevor Lawrence does. So whether he's the quarterback for the jets in the next couple of years, who knows, I think Trevor Lawrence will be the quarterback of the Jaguars in the next couple of years. And you want to, you, you want to get as many good football games wins as you can to get him you know, to, to, to lock in and to get him that confidence as he needs as a rookie. So, you know, I think you're, you're going to have a good draft pick, no matter what, you're not going to win that many football games, but you definitely, Oh, I, I think Jacksonville has, will definitely pull at least a couple out of them, but. All right. All right. So uh, I hear there was a crazy game in Las Vegas yesterday involving one of our teams. So if, by process of elimination, we just talk about the Jags. That would involve, oh, wait, your Dolphins. What's with all these crazy games in Vegas? You know, the Dolphins and Raiders like to have a lot of fun, don't they? <laughs> I, I, man, it's, 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 it's a little heartbreaking. Uh, that, that game yesterday, it was a lot of ups, it was a lot of downs. Got to a point late in that game. And this is my biggest problem I have with Miami Dolphins, Dylan, is that the Miami Dolphins love to start great, look uh, – not, not even because they don't even, even always start great. But the biggest problem the Dolphins do is they give you hope. And then they rip that hope away. And then at the end of the game, they give you a little bit more hope. Fortunately for us last year against the Raiders, that little bit of hope was Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing a football to Mac Hollins with his helmet being ripped off of his head and going on to kick a game-winning field goal. The hope, I mean, 
watching watching that game as a Miami Dolphins fan, you called me at the absolute perfect time in the first quarter to get the most genuine reaction you could. The second you gave me that phone call yesterday was the second that Alandon Roberts stepped into the end zone. And that was an amazing feeling, you know, after, after getting shut out 35, nothing against the bills a week before just have us start like that. It felt like football cared about me as much as I care about it yesterday. And so it went downhill after that, but you know, I mean, credit to Miami, I guess. I mean, the offensive line is still bad. It sucks. Um, Jacoby Brissett is a capable backup. I think he can win some football games. I think we've got a good shot against Indianapolis next week, but, um, it's just the defense. The, the problem with this off, the offense offense is the, is with this Dolphins team is the offense. The offense can't move the ball. And what the play calling is horrific. How you throw a pass two yards deep into the end zone. When you've got the ball at the one yard line, that safety changed the game. That safety Everything went wrong after that safety, and it was just really, really disappointing seeing, honestly, the coaching let us down yesterday. And that, that, that's really what – because Brian Flores, I, I think a lot of Dolphins fans have been really happy with Brian Flores, but I've seen a lot on, on Twitter yesterday blaming that loss on the coaching, and I have to agree with them because the play calling was terrible. The play call on that – we had some, some third and fourth and shorts that – we just had some questionable play calls. The safety was a horrible play call. I mean, it seems like the only play call they got right was that was that two-point conversion, which I had no faith in the Dolphins get that two-point conversion because we we couldn't punch it in from the two, and it took us four plays to punch it in from the two on that drive. But, you know, overall, it's a disappointing game. It's a game where I lost hope, got some hope back, and lost it all over again. It was a PI in the end zone. They didn't call, but they had already given us one. So I can't, I can't harp too much about it. Can't talk about the refs anymore. I feel like I've been doing that my whole Dolphins career, but sorry, I've been rambling, but it's just, it was a frustrating game. It was a frustrating loss to take. You, you, you gave us all the hope. We thought we might've had a chance and you rip it all away. I would have rather just lost in regulation at that point. I mean, I mean that safe, that call right there, the what to give the safety, because at that point, Vegas had done nothing. I mean, Call through the pick six, you up 14, nothing, control. And then all of a sudden, the Raiders just got hot. The crowd got into the game. And then the Raiders scored 25 points in a row. And if not for a missed extra point, Dolphins wouldn't have been close because you would have made more scores. Yeah. Instead, two-possession game. I mean, Sanders kicked the – Sanders made a field goal. And then how about Bastet scoring and then getting the deuce? Yeah. You know, Sanders missed a field goal in that game, too. I, uh, we had uh, Miami had the opportunity for a 53 yarder, a 55 yarder. I think we decided to punt. I was really that was before he missed the field goal. And I was really surprised at that at that call because Jason Sanders has been one of the most consistent players on our on, on our team for the last couple of years. I mean, we had we we gave him a, good, a solid, good contract. He's I mean, you should trust your, your field goal kicker to kick a 50, 50, I think it was 53. It could have been 55, but I think it was a 53. I mean, that's, that's a field goal you take. And I get, I get being up 14, nothing. You don't want to give them good field position, give them a chance to come back. But I mean, 17, nothing looks a lot better than 14 to five. And that's what it ended up being after the safety and the, and the 
and the field goal that they got on the subsequent possession. But yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of, it was a weird game, safety, missed field goal, missed, missed extra point. There was a lot of opportunity missed on both sides. And it looked like, it looked like what happened on uh, boxing day last year. Yeah. Yeah, you're except, right. Except, except the Raiders defender didn't didn't rip Jacoby Bissett's face mask off like what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, and I, I guess one thing I can say that I mean Miami didn't turn the ball over a single time during that game. That was good to see. I was happy that Jacoby Brissett didn't throw any picks. We had no fumbles. We got the one pick six. I would have. I was really hoping for another turnover and in, in that on that overtime drive. I really had a feeling X might have jumped in front of a pass and and really and sealed the game for us. But you know, I mean, it's it's the NFL. Crazy stuff happens. Crazy stuff happens every week. Crazy stuff happens every game. And you just gotta hope that you get enough of the good crazy and not as much of the bad crazy. And unfortunately, we got a little too much bad crazy yesterday. But. You know, it, it, Jacoby Brissett looked promising. I think we can win some football games with him until Tua comes back. And, um, you know, it's it's a weird season. Uh, Buffalo hasn't looked as great as some people thought. I think I don't think the season's over. I don't think it's toast. I think Miami still has a shot this year. But they got to get their coaching right, and they got to get that offense right. Because if they can't move the ball downfield, the defense has been playing great. Looking at the score lines, we gave up 31 points this week. We gave up 35 points last week. It sounds like the defense has not been playing good, but the Miami Dolphins defense has been playing great. The problem is when the offense has a three and out or a four, five, six play drive, the defense is on the field the whole game. They're playing great, but when the other team has 15 drives to score, they're, I mean, they're going to put up some points. So it's frustrating. I hope they get the offense figured out because fixing that offense will make the defense even better. And that's that's what we need to do. That's That's just what it comes down to but you know i've been ranting about the dolphins i ranted about the dolphins last week and i, I a little birdie told me you've got a little rant to go on this week so i, I want to hear your rant hit me with i'm not even going to set it up i'm going to let you go start to finish take it away uh, do you remember dennis green's famous rant when the arizona corner somehow lost that crazy monday night game 15 years ago against the chicago bears yes i do and he said and i'm trying to remember the exact quote. i'm trying to remember the exact quote i think is that the they are who we thought they were yes, yes the bears are who we thought they were and that's why we took the bleep and field now, if you want to crown, crown the bleeps. Yeah. I well, like you. After yesterday's game, and uh, by the way, uh, the final school mo- was in uh, Cleveland yesterday was uh, Browns 26, Bears 6, but that does not indicate the entire story of the game. Justin Fields, who, st- who uh, started his first NFL game yesterday, was 6 of 20 for 68 yards while being sacked not once, not twice, not three times, or four, five, six, seven, eight, but nine times. Wait, did I say did I say that right? Nine times. <laughs> nine times. Nine times. For a loss of 67 yards. Actually, 68, but okay, 67, you're right. And I must say, uh, the Chicago Bears put a 40, what, what the? 
47 yards of total offense. Am I am I reading these stats right? 47 yards. They ran 42 plays and got 47 yards of total offense. What in the? I don't know. I, I am. Completely... That is. I mean, yesterday might have been the most embarrassing game the Chicago Bears have ever played. Yeah. Just that saying. might have been the most embarrassing game that any team ever had. I mean, I guess they put up six points. I don't know. I don't even know how they put up six points. I didn't watch it, thankfully. I wouldn't have wanted to watch that garbage fire. But, I mean, I, I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather get shut. I, I would rather the Miami Dolphins game last week against Buffalo than what the Chicago Bears did yesterday, without a question about it. I mean, that, that was embarrassing. I, and I'm thinking, Justin Fields can move. But yet the Bears kept him in the pocket. I'm like, Justin Fields can move, and yet you don't use your quarterback's biggest asset, which would be his escapability, because you could protect Justin Fields better than those doofuses did yesterday. Come on, Chicago. I know your offensive line's bad. I know your rookie left tackle's got a bad back. Give me a ble- give me a bleep and break. You know, Dan Olosky went off against the Bears' When I'm going off against them right now. That was the most embarrassing game the Bears have play. played in a long time. And the Bears are a proud franchise. Yeah. Bleep and break. Yeah. The only way Matt Nagy is coaching next week is if basically they promise to become more efficient. You've got two of the most – you've got two of the best players in the NFC North. Yeah. Allen Robinson and Monty. Give them the bleeping ball and let's go. Give them the ball. Did you? I'm just saying. Dave Montgomery got 10 carries for 34 yards, and Alan Robinson caught two passes for 27 yards. That would be 61 yards between your two best players on offense. Unbelievable. Really? Really? And Justin Tucker can hit a 66 yard field goal. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, it's not like Baker. Play the clean game. Uh, it's not like Cleveland's offense line played that well. He was sacked five times. But you know what Cleveland did yesterday? At, when Baker was under duress, they threw screens. They got the ball out, ran the ball. Yeah, they had a good game I'm rushing. Just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Matt Nagy came from Kansas City. You know who was the? You know who the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is? Yes, I do. And you know what Andy Reid is famous for? Uh, screen pass. I'm just saying, why didn't the Bears throw any screen passes yesterday or more screen passes? I don't know. I mean, Montgomery himself had two catches, 21 yards. I mean, he had Allen Robinson had two catches, 27 yards. David Montgomery had two catches, 21 yards. Justin Fields had three rushes for 12 yards. I mean, I. I've been watching terrible offenses my entire life. My my entire life has been filled with terrible offenses. I have never seen Justin Fields had a QBR of six. Six. What was a Baker, QBR? What was Baker Mayfield's QBR yesterday? 41. That's not great, but not even great, but it's not six. <laughs> I mean, six looks like six looks like a scale of one to ten, not one to hundred. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his QBR was the amount of points they scored yesterday. How the Bears scored six points is a miracle. Like it is. I mean, at least the kicker made both his kicks. Otherwise, that would. It's a player of the game for him, right there. 
Yeah, well, maybe trying to think either either Sanders or uh, yeah, probably Sanders or maybe Khalil Mack two sacks, but yeah, I mean they didn't have any turnovers. That's good. Uh, at least that's one thing you can look at. But come but on, they also never had the ball. They, I mean, uh, Cleveland had time of possession thirty nine versus their twenty. I mean, because never... the Bears, the Bears misused Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? I mean, I, I, I like him. I like Matt Naked. I think you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. I think you're a great guy. But what happened yesterday was flat out abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal. Wait, do I need to repeat myself? Do I need to repeat myself? Go for it. One more time. Abysmal. Abysmal. You hear that, Matt Nagy? Next week, you're either – you better have – Um, sorry, let me see. You better have 48 yards of total offense or else you're fired. Uh, by the way, who do the Bears play next week? They have the – oh, now this is perfect for them. The Chicago oh, no. Bears next week have a bounce back game against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Matt Nagy, if 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 the Chicago Bears, what it, he's lucky. He is that he's the luckiest man in the NFL right now. That schedule gods just happen to gift them with the Detroit Lions after this game because they're unless they play Jacksonville. Sorry. Or the Jets. Or the Jets. I mean, you you got there was three teams to pick for pick from for a bounce back game. Actually, actually, like, actually five. Actually five. Yeah. I think Detroit's better than all the other own three teams. I think so too, but I think Houston, Houston, the Giants, Jets, and Jackals. Giants. There you go. Yeah, New York football sucks right now, huh? <laughs> I think if you could combine both New York teams, they wouldn't even win a game. I don't think so either. Oh, that's so funny. But, you know, Matt Nagy, you've got a lot of work to do, buddy. But, I and honestly, I think Detroit wins next week. I'm using, I'm using all the Detroit DK defense I can if yeah. possible. By the way, to make things even worse, guess what Matt Nagy told reporters today? That oh, all three quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Nick Foles, and Andy Dalton, are under consideration to start week four against the Lions. Ooh. So you're telling me you got a three-man committee at quarterback? I've heard a three-man committee is at running back. Miami does it every week. A three man you got three quarterbacks on your team and you can't pick one of them. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. You already screwed up Mr. Dabrisky. Now you're screwing up Justin Fields before he's even started. I'm like, what in the world has happened? Andy Dalton should just retire at this point. I mean, I, or Nick Foles. They both should just retire. I wouldn't want to be a part of that franchise at the end of my career. Maybe Nick, sorry. Maybe Nick Foles should replace Carson Wentz as the Colts starting quarterback. Honestly, I mean, he's got he's, – he's subbed in for Carson once before and it worked out pretty well. So, I mean, actually, that's a great that's – that's not a bad idea right there. You know, pull, pull history – have history repeat himself. Have Indianapolis pick up Nick Foles, have him win a Super Bowl for, for Carson Wentz. I don't think the Colts are winning a Super Bowl with uh, what's happening this year. I mean, I don't know if you saw I, yesterday, but Carson Wentz is not good. Not good. No, he's not and I know, I know Indy's got a few injuries, but come on, man. Really? 
Yeah. Really? I feel bad for Quentin Nelson, man. He's he's got all the talent in the world, but I just... feel bad for John and Taylor given that ain't ball. Yeah. Honestly. Where has he gone the first three weeks? I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him in any of my fantasy leagues this year because I just didn't trust. I just didn't. There's too many heads there. There's too many, you know, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. Just I know, I know that Taylor's the best running back, but something about that Colts team just didn't quite sit well with <laughs> sit well with me this offseason. So unfortunately, I was I mean, I was right about that one, but I didn't really trust the uh the Raiders offense this year either. And that's proven me to be wrong. So credit to them. I mean, Josh Jacobs is, and I, I didn't touch Josh Jacobs with a 10-foot pole in fantasy this year, and that turned out to be a good decision. But um, I, haven't t- I haven't touched Josh Jacobs in any leagues. Yeah, but, you know, Kenyon Drake, I kind of thought Kenyon Drake would do a little bit more yesterday, but he had a decent game. He played okay against us. Uh, you know who played good yesterday is Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber had a good had a good yeah, day rushing. Well, got the game – well, set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, he was running hard though, man. He was, he was. I mean, Miami sucks against the run anyway, but he was, he was fine the whole. Malcolm Brown, 30, 30 something yard touchdown run. So that's the longest, that's the longest touchdown run I've seen Miami had in a very long time since like Ricky Williams played. Yeah, we saw a little thirty four and Aqua running down the field. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having, I'm having someone get this man some men. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. Weird week of football, man. We got we should have a good game tonight, though. Billy uh, Dallas. Billy Dallas, I know. Should be a good one. Yeah, so thanks for hopping on for your weekly segment, and we wish you Colts well against the uh, – I mean, your Dolphins well against the Colts, and uh, you someone have to wait long before the Jacks play on Thursday. Yeah, you got that coming up. But uh, always glad to be here, Dylan. Always a pleasure, and uh, we will be talking next Monday, as always.